fireworks, torches, and spectacle. Welcome to our special Olympics-themed episode. Plus, we've got SpaceX's phenomenal accomplishment. And how a problematic YouTuber became even more controversial. <laughs> I'm Ian. And I'm Ivy. And we're taking on what all the hype has been about on your social feeds, discussing the implications on our world around us. Get ready. We hope you're ready to grow along with us today. Let's coffee talk. All right. Yes. It's been a while. I mean. <laughs> just just a, a few months. <laughs> just a few. How have you been, Ivy? Uh, I'm pretty good. How are you? Yeah. Let's say good. <laughs> College We've has been, been a lot. We've um, been kind of busy, actually. Yeah. You know, this semester... The second semester <sighs> hit me in the face. It did hit us. It hit us very strongly. Um, so we do apologize for not being able to record some new episodes for you guys. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, call it. <laughs> our, our schedule lines up even less than it did last and, semester. Exactly. Which is um, just a little problematic. Very, pro- it's very <laughs> problematic for our recording schedule. We ve- we see each other like once on Monday, I think. If if we're lucky. If we're lucky. And then like other times, like an hour or 30 minutes in between. Yep. So it's very hard um, to find a time. Yep. But Usually we're rushing to... Rushing. Get food. <laughs> yeah, time. trying to eat. I need to ske- start scheduling my meal times because yeah. sometimes I just end up not eating. <laughs> that's, that's not good. Or just eating like <laughs> um, grab and go food. Mm-hmm. Uh, not even food. It's like the snacks there because yeah. I still feel uncomfortable ordering food there because mm-hmm. I don't understand how it works. Oh my God. I mean, one time I was trying to get like uh, entree of Caesar salad mm-hmm. and I was like, can I get an entree of Caesar salad? And the guy's like an entree or a side. And I was like, Oh my God, do you not get like entrees of this? So I thought I said something wrong. So I was like, Oh, a side. And he's like, Oh no, I just didn't hear you. Did you want an entree or a side? And I was like, just a side. And then I just like got the side of like this you small, know. like this small package of Caesar salad. And I just skirted out of there. Oh. I mean, I swiped in, but then I skirted out <laughs> real fast. I was like, oh, that was so awkward. So now I can never go back there again, oh. but I still go back. There. That's like me in the community center. Like the Center for Community? Yeah, that place. C4C, yeah. yeah. You mean like the grab no, no, and go no, there? No, 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 oh, no. Oh, okay. oh, just relating to your awkward situation. Oh. You know that place on the third floor? Third floor of what UMC. place? Of the UMC. Yeah. Oh, the CSI Resource Center? Yeah, that oh. place. Yeah, I had a very awkward encounter there and I kind of didn't want to go back I mean, it's weird because they like look up and they're like, how can I help you? And I'm like, I just want to go into the room and like can't I just go in without talking to you? But then they want you to swipe in. And then every time fair. you swipe in, like they send me an email about like your experience there. But you, Do you get that? Yeah. You were signed in. I know. Yeah. They're like, and then they also are like, how was your experience at the CSI? And I'm like, I've been here like three times already. You sent that email three times already. And like, <laughs> I don't want to fill this out again. So yeah, I Aww, get this a lot. <laughs> sadness. <laughs> yeah. But like we said, we have a very special Olympics-themed episode for you, Woot Woot, Winter... With a few other things flying in, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> Winter Olympics, what is it? 2018. 2018, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Winter Olympics 2018 being held in, um, uh, I don't really know like the correct pronunciation. Pyeongchang? Pyeongchang South Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been about a week since they've started. Yeah, so they started on with a ninth. I think so, yeah. yeah. Did you watch think, the opening ceremony? Uh, I did. It was beautiful. Actually, I really well, want to see it, but when, I didn't get a chance. So when they started, I was actually working. And so okay, gotcha. we, they like replayed it. And then when I got oh, home, I watched nice. it. It, it looked was, beautiful. It was really emotional. Yeah. And just so full of like culture. Yeah. It was really, really I refreshing. I, I know there are like critics out there that said like the Olympics kind of aren't the same or like they're not... Um, 
going to be around for much longer. But I feel like Hmm. just the, I don't know, the Olympics to me is like a big symbol of unity across the world. Yeah. I mean, it was really beautiful just to see everyone coming together just to celebrate these athletes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I thought it was great. And like, I used to not watch the Olympics. Um, I guess, I don't know. I wasn't really interested. But now that I'm older and I'm like interested in the world, I'm like, yes, Olympics, let's go. (laughs) Yeah. So I thought it was great. (laughs) I think it's great. So like, I thought it was cool that um, North and South Korea put together their women's hockey team. Yeah. And they're all working together. I don't know. It just made me so happy when they were, they made like one flag that kind of unified the Korean team, you know, instead it made me really happy. I know. (laughs) Easing tensions or something. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting Yeah, how that worked out Mm -hmm. because I was surprised that that actually happened. (laughs) Yeah. It was cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, speaking of um, interesting topics regarding the Olympics, we have our first article coming up here um, by Josh Peter on USA Today Sports. This article is titled, Sensitive to Eating Disorders, Norway Does Not List Weights of Winter Olympic Athletes. Very interesting. I thought this was a really Are they one of the only places that like does that? I think... um, Is that why it's like a... I think that's why it's such a big story because, I mean, it's normal to have the weights of athletes to just list it as like their profile and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, But I mean, yeah, on the website... I guess it's not really necessary information. I suppose not. I don't know. I don't necessarily know the, like, I don't know the reason for why they would want that. Um, But Norway, it says here that Norway wants to just not list the weights just to be sensitive for weight-related disorders um, because apparently there's, like, a problem of eating disorders. Amongst uh, Olympic athletes? Yeah. Well, amongst a lot of people. Right, but but this is, like... What they're saying is it pertains to Olympic athletes, too. Yeah. um, It says here that Gracie Gold of the United States and Yulia Lipnitskaya... uh, Okay. That was a good job. Okay, good. (laughs) Of Russia, um, they both dropped out to seek treatment for Mm -hmm. eating disorders. Um, Mm. And, yeah, I was like... Wow, interesting. Mm-hmm. I thought it's a interesting move towards this sort of being sensitive about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a pretty good move. I thought it was interesting that like when they look to some countries like Germany and Japan where that is definitely required, mm. then they look to the US and it's like, well, if the athlete wants to put it, they can put it. If they don't want to, then they don't have to. Like it's just yeah. like a whatever you want kind of yeah. deal. Yeah. Which I, mean, I think is fair too. For sure. I mean, it sounds very Halvor, American. <laughs> Halvor <laughs> Leah, she's a spokesperson for the um, Norway Olympic Committee. She says, quote, focus on sport should be something else than weight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, in a, and in a society with a lot of challenges regarding weight, focus on young men and women, our choice is to drop to inform about athletes' weight. Okay, that's was weirdly translated, I think. I don't know. That was a little weirdly, bit strangely worded. It but was a weird makes... worded um, quote. But yeah, I thought that was great. It's kind of good. It shows that they're like, what's the word? Um, conscientious? Conscient- yeah. Mark? Sensitive, yeah. you know, all that. But I mean, there's not really like a official position for the International Olympic Committee. Mm-hmm. I think it just depends up to on the, the country. On or the, the country. team, right? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, and like the United States doesn't have a uniform policy on mm-hmm. that pretty much, like, like you said. So, yeah, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was great. It's cool. I, I mean, I, I suppose I'm not like super invested ever in the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I never really thought about 
how that could impact us yeah. and like mm-hmm. viewers. Yeah. Which, I, which makes sense. So I think maybe like when it comes down to like the physics of how well a, when a specific athlete can perform based on this or that. Yeah. Is maybe I think something this is that more, some people would look at. Right. I, th- I think this, to me, this seems more focused on kind of helping and being sensitive to the um, Olympic athletes mm-hmm. versus like maybe towards viewers. Yeah. Because it's like they're not listing it for the athletes who ha- struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of it maybe like affecting viewers. I don't really know how it could affect viewers um, mm-hmm. necessarily, but yeah, it seems more focused on that. Yeah. Speaking of focusing on the athletes. Oh, yes. Um, Nagasu <laughs> and oh, her triple axel. Iconic. <laughs> Very iconic. Yeah, so... What, how do you pronounce it? Mirai, Na- Mirai? Mirai yeah. Nagasu? 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 Yeah. yeah. I think. <laughs> From the New York Times by Daniel Victor, Mirai Nagasu lands triple axel, a first by an American woman at an Olympics. Yeah. Wow, she made history. She really, her story. <laughs> she made her story, that, yes. <laughs> that's what she said when she um, got off the ice. Yes. After her performance. Yeah. She was like, yeah, I made history or her story. Whatever way you want to say wow, it. Wow, <laughs> such an icon, honestly. Yeah, it's interesting because she actually wasn't at the 2014 Sochi Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. She was actually passed over. So she. it says here that she actually considered giving up figure skating, yeah, which is kind of sad. Because she got dropped from the team. Right. But then she was like, no, I'm going to take this and just like motivate myself to work even harder. Mm-hmm. And she she did it. It's such she, a good message to send. It's a good life lesson for yeah. sure. Absolutely. Yeah. But it's awesome. I mean, it says here that only eight women have successfully landed a triple axel in competition, mm-hmm. which is like, oh. Oh, oh my. <laughs> I think the most um, historic, uh, the most famous, I guess, mm-hmm. uh, is Tanya Harding. She was at Skate America in 1991. Um and she landed it. It was her signature move, but she actually never landed one in the Olympics. So yeah. it was kind of like a perpetuation of the iconicness, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Just keeps it going. Oh, yes. And it says here that she is the third woman to land the triple axel at in the, the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. yeah. First mm-hmm. American, though. Yeah. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Rep USA. Yes, go USA. I thought it was amazing because um, I was watching as I was watching her performance and before she went, um, they played like a a clip of her in practice as she was like practicing them. Right. And they were talking about how you go into the jump at like 16, 20 miles per hour uh-huh. and they, you do three and a half revolutions in the air and uh-huh. land on that one leg. Oh gosh. And it, you can reach like this amount of force that's like four times your own body weight. So they estimated that she felt this impact of like 500 pounds of force when she landed it. Oh my gosh. And I was like, oh my goodness. Oh, that's a lot. (laughs) Like, oh my gosh. (laughs) I don't know. They make it look so easy. I think we completely forget, you know, how much like blood, sweat, and tears just kind of goes into this whole, into this career that they. Yeah. I watched a Vox video on like why it's so um, important historic yeah like you said it's it's like a lot of physics is involved and like it's almost impossible it's like very difficult to do something Mm -hmm. like this um it was interesting it was an interesting video but yes congratulations congratulations to her her. awesome Mm -hmm. (laughs) she pulled them up to bronze right 
I think so. For us, metal wise, I think for the, the team, team, yeah, right, team yeah, <laughs> yes, let's go, <laughs> <laughs> Team USA. But team I USA. mean, speaking of medals, um, sadly, USA not doing as hot as. Wanted to, I right? Guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little sad. From the Los Angeles Times, um, Olympics buzz: U.S. on track for lowest medal total in 20 years by John Chirwa. Um, that's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> that's not very. Um, it's a little disheartening, honestly. Oh. <laughs> mm, but yeah, um, Norway's killing it. Yeah, they're doing are they amazing. Number one? Yes, they are. 26 one. medals right now. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Um, I mean, it's expected that the U.S. should finish with between 19 and 23 total medals. Wow. Yeah. I mean... That's a big, like... like <laughs> what's the word? Gap? Yeah. Okay. Gap or, like, expectation. Oh, okay. For yeah. the U.S. Well, I guess maybe not. You mean big in the sense, cap- like, the two numbers are really big apart? Yeah, like, just oh, okay. to expect us to come out with, like, 19. that many medals. Right, Yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, we did have the most athletes, I think, like, yeah. participating in the Olympics. That makes sense, I think. <laughs> I know, the really awkward part of watching the opening ceremony was, like, some countries literally only have one athlete going. Which is so for weird. One thing, yeah. And then we have U.S. come out. It's like, 242. And I was yeah. like, oh, my gosh. It's, <laughs> like, yeah, that is weird. And they kind of just become, like, leaders and symbolic leaders of, like, their country. Mm-hmm. And, like... I remember watching this video, I think on like Twitter and it was like this guy, I think he represented Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. I think. And, um, he said like after the hurricanes hit, like obviously people are still recovering. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, he, they really look up to him mm-hmm. as sort of like this beacon. Um, you know, he's representing them in the Olympics. So he's kind of like a really nice symbol of like positivity in like what is the worst times of their lives pretty much Mm -hmm. that those people so yeah it's a lot of pressure i think yeah for sure (laughs) yeah that's interesting and then also some of the athletes that were representing a specific country like went to a different country to train though awkwardly oh yeah and like went back to i don't know i feel like a lot of people train here yeah i guess there's an olympic um training center i think in colorado springs oh really yeah oh cool. i think that it makes sense for winter olympics of course yeah that's cool all the skiing and all that mm-hmm. we should go visit the, the olympic <laughs> training yeah, <laughs> I, yeah we go why? interview someone and be like why are you why are you um training <laughs> what is your motivation for being in the olympics okay because i i don't know i couldn't really find i mean obviously it's the draw of being the best you can be, mm-hmm. push yourself and humanity's limits, you mm-hmm. know, but I couldn't do it at yeah. all. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, it's all right, USA, even if, it's we, all right. even if we don't <laughs> it's meet okay, USA. our own expectations. Sometimes that just happens. Just imagine you know? the USA and is a little kid. We're like, it's okay, it's USA, all right. don't there's, worry. There's always next time. Yes. Yeah. You know, it's like four, four years, right? Yep. Next four years, it's yeah. easy. So it's winter fine. and summer alternate every two years then? I think so. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have more on that later on. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. But um, something I think uh, you would be interested in. Me? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, turns out there's some nasty stuff going on in the Olympics. The 
<laughs> oh, like sickness wise? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from Forbes um, by Bruce Wiley. Um, norovirus emerges as a tough competitor at the 2018 Winter Olympics. I did hear about this. Yeah. Kind of like when they first kicked off. Yes. I wonder if it's still uh, an issue. It probably still is. But yeah, they just the kind of locked down. Die down. Yeah. I mean, it's a, not a good virus. A nasty. It's a gastrointestinal virus. virus. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because this actually went around the dorms, I think. the Around the Olympic Village? No, dorms at you. Oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it actually, I was like, oh my God, norovirus? Yeah. We were on norovirus alert and some people got really oh, sick. okay. I had a friend. It's a nasty one. Yeah. I had a friend whose friend got it. Mm-hmm. Who know a friend whose friend whose friend got it, and oh so she God. like was like with her, mm-hmm. and now she's like you should disinfect like the door handle of the room and all that, and she's like oh God no, <laughs> and then like later on her friend like throws up herself uh-huh. and like she's like oh my god does she have it <laughs> but I I think it turned out just to be something she ate but like it's scary because like um. If you, I think it's like if you throw up and then I think the air gets contaminated yeah, from there's it. Yeah, particles everywhere. <sighs> oh, God. Oh, so goodness. they had to close down the bathroom. Oh, really? For it to be like disinfected and stuff. Yeah. So oh. like they had to use like the gender neutral bathroom on their floor and then like the other women's bathroom like on, like, on the other floor. side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I was my. like, oh, God, that sounds terrible. Ouch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had it myself, but it, uh, Mm-hmm. Mm. I hope yeah. not. <laughs> I, it says here, it's an interesting quote here. It says, quote, this is because um, norovirus seems to be designed by nature to be very strong and spread very fast. Mm-hmm. It's a hardy virus that can remain on food, utensils, plates, surfaces, and other objects for days or even weeks and can withstand many standard disinfectants. Oh, poor C4C. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> I know. Honestly, that could have been it. I mean... Yeah, they just needed one person, really. one person to go in there and then yeah. throw up somewhere, and then like everyone in the C four C would be like, "Oh gosh, would he get on food?" Too? No, I meant like the plates and utensils and stuff. Mm, that's true. Yeah, I don't think they clean them. That obviously they clean them. Well, yeah, but is it going to be like that thoroughly to disinfect them? You know? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't but know what C4C does. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. I know. Sickness goes around real fast. It does. I think they were really concerned about this, though, because, like, um, for, like, the U.S. athletes, I think, I think it was, like, if there is, like, more trace of it and if our athletes are getting sick, we're just moving our athletes and they're not going to stay in, like, the Olympic Village with everyone else. They're, gonna, like, going to stay somewhere else because we don't want um, them getting sick. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was off. <laughs> that wasn't in this article. That's something I heard on the news. Right, separate yeah. from this, that kind of relates to it. I mean, from the writing of this article, it says here that there have been 128 cases so far. Beautiful. According to the Korea Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, mm-hmm. and this article was from a bit earlier. Mm-hmm. So I at the start like of the Olympics, so it, it might, might have gotten worse. Mm, yeah, might have gotten worse. But it says here, interestingly, it's actually affected like primarily private security personnel. Oh, um, which is and it actually forced the um, organizers to bring in military personnel to like compensate for those who are out sick. That's <laughs> so bad. I know. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh! But they 
Yeah, the, at the time of this article, they still have not figured out the source of the outbreak. That yeah. might have changed, but... Um, oh, yeah, okay, so this was updated three days ago. Sorry, just to... So now there's been 244 cases. Oh, gosh, that's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I wonder if any um, athletes got sick. I, I'm that sure there have been. terrible, happened. and then, like, you have to go and compete. I would not feel like it, because you're, like, throwing up, you got diarrhea for one to two... One to three days, mm-hmm. and you can get dehydrated and like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, wait. So, um, speaking of dehydrating, yes. and all of that stuff. So this this article, sorry, that I just found, yes, uh, is titled "Norovirus Outbreak at Pyeongchang Olympics Increases to 244 Cases." Oh, uh, this is Los Angeles Times by Nathan Fenno, and investigators quote investigators trace the outbreak to contaminated water. <gasps> used oh, in food water. preparation at the Horeb Youth Center, end quote. It's the youth center. Yeah, it says here because mm-hmm. the it says the private security personnel who have been primarily affected, they stayed at the Horeb Youth Center. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay. <sighs> Sadness. I know. At least they found the <laughs> spot, found though. The spot. Yeah. yeah. But there are some steps if you are perhaps getting worried that you can take yes you can number one wash your hands thoroughly and frequently mm-hmm. um hand sanitizer does does not replace washing washing your hands with soap and water mm-hmm. you can wear gloves when handling that can be contaminated i think that's a given <laughs> um and then dispose of anything properly that can be contaminated of course clean and disinfect everything um it says here that I don't really know like what 1,000 to 5,000 ppm means, but that's what it says. Picometer? Maybe. I don't know. Chlorine bleach solution. That's like the most effective. Okay. Um, but there's a there's a list that the Environmental Protection Agency um, It's just kind of giving you. Yeah. And then number five, keep anyone who is sick away from food or anything else that could pass the virus onto others. So yeah. kind of common sense, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Most everyday things. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Crazy. It's kind of scary. <laughs> I know. It's uh, being sick is not fun. <laughs> yeah. Quote, if the norovirus were to reach the Olympic village, the path- pathogen could really change Olympic results. End quote. Of course. Yeah, I but mean, like a few seconds, honestly, is what it says. Yeah. And this could mean the difference between a gold medal and then just not even meddling. <laughs> that's really, that's very scary. I would be like washing my hands and not talking to anyone. And yeah. Huh. completely close yourself off yeah just like isolate yourself in your room before the before you have to go and compete and then afterwards you're like okay it's okay my medal you know whatever i can be sick now yeah oh well i mean speaking of meddling congratulations to red gerard yay red red it's an interesting name well i think his real name is redmond or red oh okay that makes sense like that because i was like red yeah. So you just what goes if I name my kid Red? Hey, Red, how are you doing? Mm, I don't know about that. Okay. okay yeah. <laughs> yeah, from NPR News. Colorado by, native. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was just really excited about that part of it. I know. Isn't that great? By Bill Chappell. Um, he is a Colorado native. Mm-hmm. Go Colorado! Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's amazing. He's only... 17. 17. I can't... I couldn't do that at 17. I was like... <laughs> And it's funny. Did you hear the story of how the night before he did this? No. He, like, stayed up too late watching Netflix. Oh, right, right. And then ended up... I forgot what he did. 
he, I don't know. It was just like not like what you'd expect an athlete to do the night before, like one of the biggest competitions of their lives, you yeah. know? It was mm-hmm. like very like chill and he was like, whatever. It was very teenager move. <laughs> it was very teenager. Him. But then he like won the first US medal. Yeah, in uh, men's slope style. Yes. The final. Was, <gasps> gold. Yeah. Number one. And I think the most surprising thing about it was like his first two runs were really bad. Well, not terrible, obviously. Right. But like not as well as he had been expected to perform. Mm. And then that third run just totally it's like, like flew past um, the two Canadians that yeah. like had, you know, set kind of this standard. Wow. You made history. There's he a lot did. of history making at this Olympics. There is. I feel like every Olympics there are, but I don't know. I've been hearing a lot more here because he is the youngest American male athlete to win a gold medal medal at the Winter Olympics since 1928. That's been a long time. That's like... 80 years? Around 80 years. Is that, wait, is it 80? Yeah, I think it's 80. (laughs) Math. (laughs) I'm not a math major. (laughs) But yeah, crazy. Very crazy. But congrats to him. He looked really, really happy. Yeah. Like, oh, well, of course he'd be, but like, he was like surprised. <laughs> yeah. He, like, I mean, couldn't believe that he had yeah. like, made it. Um, oh my gosh. I'm sure he was shook. <laughs> Red was definitely shook. shook. <laughs> yeah. Olympics are weird because, um, they have, they build like an entire like town Yeah, just for the Olympics. Just they have for, like, like rec centers and then they have like gigantic apartment buildings mm-hmm. and then like food restaurants mm-hmm. and all that. It's kind of weird. But and I mean, yeah. Do you remember? I think it was the Summer Olympics that took place in Rio. Yeah. Right? Infrastructure. And, <laughs> and all of those, um, like, after everything was said and done, mm-hmm. like, no one used it. I know. And it's it kind of sad. It's just kind of deteriorating. And it's just like, yeah. it feels like a very big waste of materials. materials. I know. Because nobody. Yeah, there's no use for it afterwards. So it's kind of like, maybe they'll like move people in. I hope so. I, hope I feel like, like that should be a, a thing. thing. Yeah. You move people into like this huge infrastructure. Like you build all this infrastructure up already. Yeah. Like, so it should be it. like, oh my gosh, we can put like displaced people there. Yeah. I mean, that kind of sounds bad in the sense that it's like we're isolating them to this <laughs> um, area. I don't know. But I mean, <laughs> it's better than have. Them like, having no place to go. That's true. But yeah, I mean, it's crazy. I would love to go and visit. Mm-hmm. I want to, now I make, I'm they making it a goal to go. They could turn into like training centers afterwards. Yeah. You know or something mean? like that. I want to go to an Olympic village mm-hmm. one time. Yeah. I feel like it'd be really fun. I would just go for the opening ceremony, honestly. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was like exactly. Like that huge stadium, right? Like they yeah. spent years. Okay. So like what we were, I know one of the things that we were planning on talking about today is um, Denver Winter Olympics, their bid. In yes. Like trying to get, I guess I'll just quote the title here. <laughs> quote, Denver Winter Olympics Committee forges ahead after USOC decides to consider bid for 2030. Yes. Uh, this is in the Denver Post by John Murray. Oh and, my gosh, isn't that sweet? Okay, yeah, so like that's what, 12 years from now and yeah. we're already planning for it. They, so, they plan really hard. Yeah. The so bids you know, like, are uh, really far. Exactly, ahead. so they, they're so... They're projected so far out. Because it takes forever to, to like, build all of this stuff. Oh so gosh. obviously if your like country is gonna spend all this money and time yeah. building this, you should you shouldn't let it go to waste afterwards. Yeah. Sad. I, know. I know, yeah. And if it was in Denver, I mean there's not a definite um like decision on whether or not 
it we will, be we're planning to bid at all, yeah. um, according to a spokesperson. Um, yeah, they're going to continue to meet. Um, and then if we do decide to bid, we'll be joining Salt Lake City and then maybe the Reno Tahoe area okay. for the Winter Olympics in 2030. Um, I don't know <clears throat> if I'd support it. If you remember, I think, I forgot what episode, we talked about the Summer Olympics Mm -hmm. and how Los Angeles is bidding for 2028 Summer Olympics. Oh, gosh. Right? Yeah, I remember. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Oh, no, no, no. We don't have the... No. It's been a while. Wow. I forgot what episode that was. That was a long time ago. I know. But, um, yeah, I don't know if that's a good thing for us, for Denver, Mm because, I mean, it's going to be a huge cost Mm -hmm. and it might not necessarily translate into like a profit anymore. Mm -hmm. It might end up just being a loss. Yeah. I know more and more countries don't want to host the Olympics anymore Uh because they find that it's not worth it. Oh yeah. So it's been, people are bidding, the countries are bidding less and less Mm -hmm. and cities are bidding less and less. Yeah. That's like the trajectory. Oh, is that why some people think we might not have an Olympics? Yeah, like, like further because nobody it might get to a point where no one would want to host it because like yeah you would just have this for like two weeks right mm-hmm. and then yeah. be like done <laughs> yeah that's like, the thing too um, now what <laughs> but yeah it's uh. a big gamble it really kind is. of yeah before it would be really profitable but now I think it's like plateauing mm-hmm. so it's like profit and then interest and bidding were rising mm-hmm. and then obviously profits are like plateauing and like declining. So obviously the bids were doing the same. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would suggest Denver not do it. Honestly, it would be really cool. Mm-hmm. I just don't know where it would be easier to get to. Yeah. If we wanted to go. I think, yeah. Now I think about it, it kind of applies to the Amazon headquarters mm-hmm. case. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that too right. when we put this article in. Yeah. Like, of course, they're two different things because the Olympics would last for two weeks versus like, a Amazon thing that would like, be here, be here, and right. actually like bring in money yeah. and people for a longer duration. Right. It's two really big implications mm-hmm. um, on like the impact on our city. Yeah. On Denver. So I'm going to suggest no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It seems too close to home, which is a strange thing to say, so I guess. It would be so cool though if it was in Denver, honestly. Ian, but you just all said... Of, <laughs> I know, I know. But like it would be cool. Like all of our skiers and snowboarders would totally go out to see it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Colorado is pretty much the place to be for winter sports with the Rocky Mountains and everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, I guess it'd be, yeah, I don't know. I think it would be in near the mountains, though. Yeah. Even though Denver is bidding. Where would it? Well, you know how, like, when you go to, like, concerts? Yeah. Like, even if the center that you're at is, like... Like the First Bank Center, for example. Yeah. Like the artist will still say like, hi, Denver. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it was real awkward. Hi, Denver. I don't know. Vicky was telling me about it because she went to this concert with her friends. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they were at the First Bank Center and he's like, hello, oh, Denver. Oh, and I like get everyone it. cheered. Right. But I was like, but they're not in Denver. She's like, yeah, but wouldn't it be weird if he was like, hello, Brookfield. Oh, like, that's true. Like, so they picked like, like the city so, that's. Oh, I guess that's true. And I guess they're the Olympics now, they're not like near Pyeongchang. It's just they're the city that's putting it together. Yeah. Oh, weird. I feel like Boulder would do it. Oh, God. I mean, Boulder's like really I, it's small compared to Denver. Mm hmm. 
I feel like it makes most sense. <laughs> really? I mean, boulder rides are really winter sportsy. Yeah. But I guess it does make sense that Denver is doing it too. Yeah, much well, more. Like you just have the state capital kind of yeah. behind it. Oh my gosh. Because like you said, it'll be scattered throughout. Yeah. And I think we do have now, I think Colorado has the most um, uh, athletes participating for Team USA out of all the states. Colorado has the most in the Winter Olympics. I can see that. I know. Yeah, that I'm makes like, sense. Oh, go Colorado. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but please let us know what you think. Let us know. What do you think about um, Norway and how they're being a little more sensitive to, you know, eating disorders and especially for these Winter Olympic athletes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or, you know, any other triumphs you want to bring up that we haven't covered because I'm sure there's many more. Yeah. And tell us if you um, watched Mirai land her triple axel, her historic triple axel, and mm-hmm. tell us what you react to if you are like, oh, what's the big deal? Because sometimes that happens. Yes. Um, and uh, other times I'm like, oh, that was so great. And then like commentators are like, that was terrible. She <laughs> must be so sad. And I'm like, oh, I oh. thought it was okay. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my goodness. Nathan Chen. Oh yeah, I heard about oh, him. Goodness, poor him. I think honestly. it's nerves. I think it was nerves. Yeah, I mean, he has another four years. He can do it. He does. He's got time. I don't know how old he is, but seventeen. Oh, like, he's got plenty of or time. Eighteen, one or the other. Kind of. There's like a time period, I think. Yeah, but I mean, there's still athletes. He's got chances, so he's okay. That's true. Okay, yeah. you got it, Nathan Chen. Don't worry. <laughs> he's okay. Do it. Uh, <laughs> then also let us know what you think about how we're on track for the lowest medal total. <laughs> yeah, does that bother you? Or are you yeah. like, well, it is what it is. Right. Rep Team USA, you want us to be the best? I don't know. <laughs> um, and then also, if you have any experience with the norovirus. <laughs> Terrible? I, th- I feel like that's kind of the only word. <laughs> that's true. I think so. <laughs> Has it been at your dorm room, dorm hall, at your college? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> And then also give your congratulations to Red. Um, he, it was great how mm-hmm. he won our first U.S. medal, he a gold did. medal at that as well. Yep. And then, yeah, just let us know if you think the Winter Olympics 2030 should be coming to Denver. Yeah. Should we even put ourselves in this bid? Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a feeling they're going to say no. Yeah. But it's interesting how there was a committee put together to decide on that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe yeah. we'll bid for it. <laughs> but all right. We'll move on from our Olympics topics. Mm-hmm. And we also have some really fun um, kind of like science technology stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so first up, we have, if you've heard of Elon Musk, I don't know if you have. Who hasn't? Who hasn't? <laughs> <laughs> um, from National Geographic by um, Michael Greshko. Uh, exclusive watch Elon Musk freak out over the Falcon Heavy launch. So um, this was pretty cool. So SpaceX is Elon Musk's like mm, NASA pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. Okay. Uh, It's his privately owned NASA. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it was, uh, they made their first successful launch of the Falcon Heavy rocket, which is historic. Mm -hmm. Now why is it historic? It's because um, it is, quote, a milestone for private companies' journey into space. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it was a very expensive project very that expensive. they uh, planned on terminating 
a number of on a number of occasions because they realized it was much harder than they thought. Oh yeah, for but sure. But they ended up sticking it out. And yeah, finally got it. They got it up. <laughs> it can lift one hundred and forty-one thousand pounds, which is equal to the weight of two adult sperm whales. That's impressive. I know. That's amazing. Like, all right, SpaceX. All right, I all see right. you. <laughs> I remember they doing this in preparation for the second um, season of Mars. Was it for National Geographic? And oh, so that's really? why they were here covering and like. That's why National Nat Geo was like. Yeah. In on this. Yeah. Kind of like got to yeah. see it. Oh my gosh, crazy. I mean, um, I think it's great. I think space is so interesting. And it's kind of weird. It kind of gives you like some existential crisis when you think about it. Think that everything you're doing here is kind of pointless. Yeah. Dark. Not to be, <laughs> not to be pessimistic dark. about everything. But it's just because you're like, there's this huge thing way outside of. Us, our little world. Yeah, mm-hmm. our tiny, tiny planet. Oh my gosh, what if we Just are? Just this minuscule thing in the universe. Yeah. Which makes us, who are tiny in comparison to our planet, yeah. just like oh, even well, more tiny. I it's if just we so... will ever meet aliens. We already have. Well, like humanoid aliens. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I don't know if we'll be around for that, but I mean, that would be so weird. That would change the world for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're not ready, I don't think. <laughs> what if Earth has just been out of the loop? I know. I feel like that might on be like a thing. The... And they're like, oh, those primitive species on that planet. I know. They're like, oh, well, they're not there yet. It's all right. <laughs> those little rockets they make, <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> those cute little science projects. Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> and we're like, woo, story launch. <laughs> I feel like that could be definitely a possibility. It's That's like a whole premise of Star Trek, too. Like the beginnings, because yeah. like the Vulcans, wow, Star Trek nerd here, but the Vulcans are like obviously much more advanced and they taught us how to like build these things and they're like, you guys are very primitive and all that. So <laughs> it was fun. Oh, sounds good. And did you hear that they put a car in it? Is that a thing? I, I, I think know. I heard something about like they put a Tesla on the rocket and now the Tesla's in space. Same. Yeah, I was like, okay, wow, me. I'm so excited. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But um, yeah, let us know if you follow the SpaceX journey and if you had any insight into like what this could mean mm-hmm. for private space Companies. exploration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we'll also, cool, we're going to cool. have to move on to our next headline. Yep. Um, also media. Kind of yes. <laughs> the next two are more media oriented. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, from The Independent, um, from, by Atif Suleiman, um, new Snapchat update can't be reversed and unhappy users should give it a chance, says company. Now, I know you deleted Snapchat. A so long you time don't, ago. Do, you I, don't use it. I haven't. Yeah, I used it since I think sophomore year of high school. <laughs> I mean, you get so back. I've heard that the update is terrible. Right. Don't so, really experience it firsthand. It's a complete redesign um, and people are kind of frustrated because it's a new redesign and it's kind of confusing at first because mm-hmm. like if I think you all know what Snapchat is, mm-hmm. it used to be on the left side, it's your chats okay, and where you would send things uh-huh. and then on the right side, it's your stories. Below your stories are like yes. the featured like publisher content and stuff mm-hmm. that you can just tap through. But then the whole reason why they redesigned was um, uh, I think the CEO really was like, I don't like how the 
content publishing, content creators, and then your stories are on the same page. Because he's like, I, I want them to be separate. So like everything from your friends and your social is on one side. And then the paid content publishers are on the other side. So he's like, I want that clear distinction. And it was confusing if the stories were with the publishers and stuff like that. Okay. So I was like, okay. So they redesigned it. Yeah. So now the stories are on the left and you have, and they're like by the names of like who you Snapchatted. Okay. And I mean, it is kind of weird and frustrating because like if you haven't Snapchatted someone for a long time. You're not going to see this. Yeah. The story is like down below and stuff. So you have to tap on like the little circles and stuff and Uh it's like a little harder to get them and yeah, I was like trying to view a story when I first updated, and I was like, "Why? How do I view the story?" And like, <laughs> you had to tap specifically in the circle, so I can see some frustration with that. Mm-hmm. Um, what is um, <laughs> so significant about drawing that distinction? Like, um, I think I don't know. I think it's just that's what he wants. Okay, and he thinks like it's important for us to know that distinction because I don't really understand. I don't think he said. He's very vague about the whole thing, yeah. about, like, his reasoning. Mm-hmm. I can, from what I'm kind of thinking, it might be that, like, obviously branded content is becoming more and more integrated within, like, our feed. So, like, you could just scroll through, like, Pinterest or something, and, mm-hmm. like, it could be a promoted pin. But, like, you wouldn't, you would have to, like, look to see if it was promoted because it's, like, really small text, honestly. It says, yeah. like, promoted by something. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I think it's just another pin on my feed. Um, so it's kind of, like, becoming more and more, like, native and all that. So I think he wants to sort of make that distinction. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Kind of, like, um, by making the stories less accessible, kind of, it makes you kind of really think about who it is that you want to stay in contact with, if that makes sense. That oh. sounds bad, hmm. but like, like you know, like because if you have them all at the top, and you kind of just go through them, just yeah. like all of the other things that are published, you can right. kind of just skip through it, and it's not very. I mean, I'm not saying that like a Snapchat story is the most sentimental thing and right. like a best way to like keep in contact with people, but it's like you just kind of swipe through it and it's like nothing. Mm-hmm. You don't you register it the same as you would like an ad or like oh, some other. Oh, so you're thinking thing. that it's to make us more conscious yeah. of our friends' stories. Yeah, or of just like the people that we do want to keep in contact with. Right. Hmm. That might be. Yeah. That's interesting too. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I don't. I don't have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I think whenever there's change, people are obviously going to be in an uproar about it. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of memes about this right now, which are funny. <laughs> but um, I, I don't think anyone's going to stop using Snapchat. Yeah, they just adapt. They're just going to like adapt. other things. That we change. can adapt for sure. You Us, can our do generation it. can do it. So, yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's interesting. Snapchat's very weird. It's a very weird company and how they're positioning themselves in like the social network world Mm -hmm. because it's like much more social one-to-one. I send a snap to you, you send one back to me. Mm -hmm. Not like I post something and then like my followers see it. Yeah. So um, I think that's what they're really focusing on. Okay. So like one-to-one, personal. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, Our next headline if yes. you're ready to move on, yes. if you want to, um, is titled Logan Paul Learned Nothing yes. by who, mm. Megan Farco Yeah. <laughs> Farouk Manish. Yes. 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 I'm so sorry yeah. that I couldn't pronounce it. I feel like that substitute teacher who's like really screwing up everyone's oh. name. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's but on the yeah, Verge. That, yeah, from The Verge. 
But um, if you've been following YouTube drama, you know about Logan Paul. Um, it all started. Should, oh, so go, no, go, go. It all started from his um, suicide forced vlog mm-hmm. where he went and he filmed a dead body of someone who took their own life. And obviously it's a problem. It was not okay. And he was like, they were making jokes about it. And like, it was just really disrespectful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so after a lot of. Suspended. Yeah. After a lot of backlash, like it didn't really, there wasn't like an immediate response from YouTube, but it was like, people had to tell him like, this is wrong. You need to do something. Yeah. Um, and then he ended he up getting suspended. Like apologized. Oh wait, he, did he get suspended? I thought he did. His license I got think, suspended. Uh, he left YouTube on his own accord. What? No way. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's why people are so angry about it. And then, like, this week when he comes back to YouTube, he started still doing really weird and problematic things. That's when YouTube suspends his ads. Oh, okay. That's why people are like, um, YouTube, hello. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, so the things that he's done was, like, oh, it's so weird. He, like, um, tweeted out, swallowing one Tide Pod per retweet. So he's like promoting swallowing Tide Pods mm-hmm. to his very impressionable young viewers. We, and we discussed this. Hashtag last don't episode. eat Tide Pods. <laughs> Please don't. Don't do it. It, it does make sense. Um, and it says here, and he actually, um, in a video posted on February 5th, he has koi fish apparently. So it's he saw it was sick in this vlog. So he pulls it out, pretends to give it CPR, mm-hmm. and then like swishes it around in the water like to quote get oxygen circulating through its lungs end quote and then later on he just tasers a dead rat um okay like, okay logan okay <laughs> okay so so disrespecting the dead and animal abuse yeah <laughs> and this is on the week of his return to YouTube. And it makes no sense. I'm like, what are you doing, Logan? <laughs> um, so yeah, his ads have been suspended on his YouTube channel, so he's mm-hmm. not earning ad revenue anymore. Does I'm he like, earn anything else? I feel like I'm he sure shouldn't he be. From his like sponsorships and all that. I think people are going to be pulling away from him now Wasn't because of all this controversy. Something about how like, look, I did this bad thing. Left YouTube, but still come back to a million yeah, subscribers. Yeah, so, so arrogant. That's so arrogant. And honestly, it's just like, you, you, I know, and it's true. Like some people are not really criticizing him. Like his fans, some Doctor of them Phil. Are, my God, Doctor Phil. Oh my God. Hold on, let me find this. Doctor Phil. This is, it's in this article. Hold on. Let okay. Me find it. He's like <laughs> essentially Doctor Phil's like you know. This was one bad thing. <gasps> Dr. Phil, no. He did. We shouldn't judge this young man's, all, like all of this young man's hard work mm-hmm. based on this one thing that he did. And I was like, Dr. Phil, no. Yeah. No. Does he really work hard for this? <laughs> Does he? I mean, yeah. This article also talks about how there's like that perception about being a social media star. Or yeah, like true. A we, star. Don't, we don't take into account like all the work that they put in right. to like and edit and it, plan their this videos. This kind of gives them a bad name. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, because it's like so a lot of other and he's like, vloggers. Oh, look, I did this bad thing, but I came back to all my fans and subscribers, and I'm fine. So it's like, yeah, it honestly does give them a bad name. <laughs> Sad. Logan Paul, stop. Hashtag stop Logan Paul 2018. Yep, yep, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully he's learning his lesson once, you know, he's not earning as much. You know, Dr. Phil's not even an actual doctor. I think he, he is. Is he? He's like a doctor. He has a doctorate in psychology. I'm pretty is it sure. psychology? Yeah. I thought it was some humanities major. Really? 
Is psychology? No, that's not it. Wait, wait, wait. I think I looked this up because I was very... Because I had heard that he wasn't a doctor. <laughs> is, so, is he that? I thought so. I think I looked it up and it said he does. Okay. Um, okay, it says here... Let me see. Um, let's look at his Wikipedia page. <laughs> I'm sure I'll have it. So reliable. Okay, okay. So he graduated in 1975 from Midwestern State University with a BA in psychology. He went on to earn an MA in experimental psychology. And then in 1976, an PhD degree in clinical psychology. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. So he is a doctor. Okay. His dissertation was titled Rheumatoid Arthritis, a Psychological Intervention. Oh, okay. Okay, cool. So he is a doctor. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Thank you for clearing that misconception oh for me. Oh my gosh. Wow, Ivy. Slander. Sorry. So sorry. I apologize. But I don't know. I feel like he's forgotten a lot. One. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Psychology is a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I agree with your... Stop Logan Paul. Stop Logan Paul. Join us. Hashtag <laughs> Stop Logan Paul. <laughs> okay, this week, um, we're going to speed through a little for my corner, but um, I wanted to talk about the Super Bowl, more specifically the ads of the Super Bowl. Now, we really want you guys to let us know what your favorite ad from the Super Bowl was. And we're going to be like talking a little bit about um, some of like the best, they have like a bunch of lists of like the best. I'm going to name a few that I thought kind of stood out to me. Um, Ivy didn't really get a chance to view a lot of them, but I'm sure you've heard of some of them. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. So <laughs> then there's also a kind of a question of whether or not they're worth it anymore. Okay. Kind of like the Olympics, which is weird. Um, I feel like everyone's finding things. <laughs> yes. Like, why are we doing this? True, <laughs> true. I think the the biggest, I'm going to talk about two. Okay. Um, the first one was Tide. Wow, Tide has been in our podcast a lot. It has. It's Tide, making a lot of appearances. Yeah, Tides. It's a Tide ad. Have you heard about these? No, I haven't. Okay, so yeah. the Tide ads were like, they would have... Um, they would like start off with something completely different from what you would expect a laundry ad to be. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it'd just be like, oh, this is a Tide ad because like my shirt's clean right now or something <laughs> like that. Like I think one of them was like the guy from Stranger Things, like the police officer sheriff. Mm-hmm. And he's like in a car and it like looks like a car ad, like the typical like, oh, I'm driving cool in this car and all that. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, but it's a Tide ad. And he's like, look at my, how clean my shirt is and stuff like that. <laughs> And, like, they would do this, like, and, like, people would, it would drive so much conversation because people were, like, was that ad, is this ad going to be a tight ad? Like, people would start thinking like that about Mm -hmm. any ad. It was kind of, like, ingenious, honestly. Yeah. And, you know, I thought it was ingenious. I think it definitely won the, um, I don't know, the competition, I guess. Because, like, the whole point is to get people talking. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting how they did this also maybe to take the brunt out of, um, the Tide Pod Challenge and <laughs> all that bad publicity as well. Um, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Saatchi and Saatchi Weird. New York was the agency behind it. And it's interesting because I actually read something from them in one of my classes. So uh-huh. that's cool. Wow. And then the second one was um, Amazon Alexa lost her voice. Oh, yeah. You've seen that, right? <laughs> I've seen that. 
I thought it was great. I thought it was really fun. All Cardi these celebrities. B. Cardi B. I was like, oh, Cardi B. All these celebrities coming together to help Alexa, who's just lost her voice for a bit. Yeah. And they're just, it was hilarious. I'll I take it, it from funny. here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, don't, don't come back. <laughs> yeah, it was, was really funny. good. It was, yeah. And Amazon, it was a great push for Alexa um, mm-hmm. and everything like that. But yeah, I'll put these links um, from Adweek and Variety on their top. Adweek has a top five and then um, Variety just has a pretty long, a little a little longer list. Um, but you can check those out. And please let me know which one you thought was the best as well. But I wanted to, for one of our last topics for the episode, I want to talk about if you agree, if... Um, Super Bowl ads are worth it now. Mm-hmm. From the Atlantic by Derek Thompson, Super Bowl ads, incredibly cheap or an incredible waste of money. Um, and then he actually says, like, it's both. <laughs> um, okay. So actually for this year, advertisers paid about $4 million for 30 seconds. $4 um, million? Dollars? For 30 seconds, yeah. It's expensive. Wait, wait, wait. So like the ads that get shown, like they have to pay... To like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. That's obvious. So just like the (laughs) the price for your ad goes way up. Is that what that does? That happens? That's a thing? Because it's based on like, you know, the reach. Yeah. Millions of Americans tune in. Yeah. So that's, there's so much potential to reach people with ads. Okay. With advertising. Um, Yeah. And it says, he actually makes the, claim of that they are cheap because there's um compared to like any other ways of advertising mm-hmm. super bowl ads are like <laughs> quote a pyre of money uh they're a ritual financial sacrifice a pyre of money set on fire to please the buzz gods for no particular reason oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> i mean they're the oh most talked gosh. about ads on earth yeah um or at least in the United States, you know, we sh- we're talking about them. Mm-hmm. Um, newspapers are talking about the top five best ads. Sometimes people watch the Super Bowl not for yeah. the game, but for the yeah. ads. It's interesting. Some people just watch for the ads. That's Studies have shown that, mm-hmm. and people say that. And I'm like, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they have, I think the viewing audience is like, 160 million mm-hmm. oh, okay at least 115 million will watch the game yeah they watch the game this year um and that's crazy and it's <laughs> like comparing that to maybe like during um they the, he actually talks about ncis mm-hmm. now, i think ncis is the top rated and most viewed i think tv show uh-huh. on a cable network okay Still going strong after like 10 years, honestly. Um, <laughs> but they have like an audience of around 45 million. Mm-hmm. So like if you compare that, it's like, whoa, what? Yeah. And um, yeah, it's just crazy. <laughs> so it's a waste though because... Yeah. So he because also of thinks, how expensive it is? Right. So he says that um, there's kind of like it might be a waste because they don't necessarily like work because i think there's so much so many ads that like you have to be really memorable to make it worth your money you Mm -hmm. know like we're talking about tide and amazon and the four million they spent i'm sure will be made back from all this conversation around them Mm -hmm. but i don't know about i don't know who was in it like uh was Van do one of them see so if they paid for if they paid four million dollars 
they probably probably wasn't worth it if we don't know if, <laughs> if there was an ad for them, you know. Yeah. So, um, oh, well, the one with Morgan Freeman, what was that? I think that was Mountain oh, was Dew. That Mountain Dew? I think it was Mountain Dew. Oh, that was like Mountain Dew and Doritos. Okay, yeah. Because I think they're the same company. Mm-hmm. <gasps> but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're already just kind of like, I think so, maybe. Yes. Because like, I think he makes the claim that it can be a waste of money because their most Super Bowl ads are most effective when introducing like a new product. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like if an established brand wants to just kind of like build more brand awareness or promote an existing product it might not be as effective okay um because like he says here quote but once an audience knows what you're about even the funniest 30 second commercial is just a feather on the scale end quote yeah interesting i can see that yeah i'm not sure if i necessarily agree with it completely Mm -hmm. um because i think alexa has been around for a while and i thought that was in a great ad too and it made me want to buy one so <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i thought it's so interesting mm-hmm. we talk about it a lot in class super bowl and stuff and like it's become this like crazy thing about for advertisers yeah. and yeah so you guys discuss things that like i never even that never even crossed my mind oh yeah that's true we're you in know? a completely different yes circle, so like when we discuss this i'm like i don't have much to say but i also i'm like I think it's mostly because I'm trying to like figure out. Ivy's like, like, wait, what do I, what do I think about this? What do I actually like get from ads? You know what I mean? Because sometimes we just think of ads as like things that just pass, they're just passing and you know, there's not. Yeah. We talk a lot about how we're so inundated with all of the media surrounding us ad after ad. It's like Mm -hmm. we see like thousands of ads a day Mm -hmm. um, and we grew up with it. Yeah. So like you have to be really memorable and get to like true like human truth for you to, for an ad to be effective. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's what our professors are trying to teach us. Mm-hmm. It's a hard thing, obviously yeah. you can make some throwaway ads that are pretty whatever, but yeah. So we're, we like, we study a lot about like the best advertising campaigns ever and mm-hmm. what makes them so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it all boils down to like, um, insight into yeah. like humans and uh-huh. like what we, respond to best <laughs> yeah it's, it's some psychology is in it too so yeah. it's crazy um oh my. yeah i'm not necessarily going straight into advertising mm-hmm. like the creation i'm looking more towards like brand management okay um but it's always interesting to hear about yeah it. <laughs> for sure oh, no that's like a complete Subject that never crosses my mind. Oh my gosh. Well, look at that. All you people who are like Ivy, you're learning a little more. You're learning a little bit more about Ian's world. Yeah. <laughs> today. But please let us know if you think they're worth it. I mean, do you watch the Super Bowl for the ads? Mm-hmm. Um, and if um, you think they're just a waste and you're like, yeah. just let me watch the game. <laughs> yeah. I think you'd get supporters for both of those answers. That's true. Yeah. I think so. For sure. We've withheld a question without answer for like <laughs> the last three episodes. We just I got so much say. to discuss. I, mean, I know. There's a the lot. The world has been crazy. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> but this is, we promised it would be a long episode anyway mm-hmm. to make up for things. So I don't know, Ian, we got two here. Which one do you want to do? Um, well, let's just start with the first one. Okay. I think this is interesting. Right. You get to know a little more about us. Maybe we'll learn a little more about each other too. Yeah. Yeah. You guys 
feel free to answer these questions too. Yes. Honestly. Yeah. It's very interesting. Mm. You think a lot. So the question is, if someone really wanted to understand you, what would they read, watch, and or listen to? All right. Yes. Mm, This is weird. Honestly, Um, this question is kind of weird for me. Okay. Um, Do you have an answer or you want me to go? Okay. You go first. Okay. Um, (laughs) For what they would read. (laughs) Yes. What would they read? Um... I think the first book that came to mind for me was The Book Thief. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I, well, th- I read it. We yeah. read it in eighth grade. Yeah. We read it in eighth grade. And like, yeah. strangely, just like, I think the whole thing is like connecting to a book that, like, I don't think I've ever read a book that made me so emotional before. Oh, that tore my heart. It was you know, so it, sad. Like, it, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, it like will always kind of have a special place in my heart just okay. like for all the characters appreciation for all the characters right. and their development mm-hmm. and kind of like the reality of life yeah. was like all of that book. Yeah. And so like for me, for getting to know me better specifically, I think yes. it's like my appreciation for a book that doesn't give you a happy ending and okay. makes um, a more, uh, that draws like this really clear, like, reality sort of line right. things yeah um that you can still appreciate and find something really beautiful mm-hmm. but still have these undertones of like yeah disappointment and like fear yeah and like sadness that is gonna be in life too mm-hmm. um, wow okay yeah that is deep it was a bit deep yeah. i didn't mean did for you it to realize get that. that like when you read it you first read in eighth grade right yeah or i first read you? in okay. eighth grade and at first it was just like for an extra credit it was for extra credit the only reason i read it yeah um but it ended up being like one of the best books i've ever read just because i liked i just i loved it so much that's good like i couldn't relate to like the situation obviously right like did you identify with any of the characters mm, not really i don't think i think Maybe it's pretty extreme situation. Yeah. Maybe certain feelings that they've had, like she felt out of place, you know, and you know, she was taken in by that family and kind of like realized this new life, you know, and Mm -hmm. a new self. Yeah. Which was cool. Yeah. I don't know. Just like that whole book, um, a lot of lessons, I guess, and stuff for, yeah, I really appreciated them. That was amazing too. Oh my gosh. It was so unique. You know, just that whole thing was amazing. So, yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's yeah. what you would read, I think. I have read it. Mm-hmm. So now I know. Yeah, <laughs> now you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess for a book, I read a lot of fantasy and f- fiction, so it's kind of like, eh. <laughs> I would say I don't really have like a good answer, I think, right now. I mm-hmm. think I might say the Bartimaeus trilogy. Okay. I think it's a trilogy. I don't think I've ever read that. Yeah, it's not very well known. It's a bit older. It's like a fantasy one, mm-hmm. but it's like uh, it's like in a world of demons and I think jinn. And so the main, not the main character, yeah, the main character Bartimaeus, he's a jinn, the jinn, jinn, and um, it, I think the trilogy follows him as like this like young sorcerer summons him, uh, kind of like accidentally, mm-hmm. and he's like a very old um, spirit. And, um, he's like, oh, I guess I'll help you. Like, but he's so, 
it's really cool how he, the author wrote this because he like um, would use footnotes mm-hmm. as using, so Bartimaeus would use the footnotes to sort of like talk to the reader uh-huh. and it'd be, it'd be funny because he's like a very sarcastic kind of person. Yeah. So it was really entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, I think if you would read that, you would just learn like maybe my sense of humor and like mm-hmm. how, like how I can be entertained by a certain thing. Cause mm-hmm. like, I don't really re- relate to, um, certain humor, like, um, uh, what is it called? Like slapstick humor. Mm-hmm. It can work sometimes. I love fairly odd parents and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But like, um, the shows like SpongeBob or, uh, I don't know what other shows there were. I think there was one called Adventure Time, you know, those like classic cartoons. Oh yeah. I don't really that like are comedies. Them. Like I don't really like, like them Uh um and i like witty kind of humor so those are kind of like uh, (laughs) but yeah i don't know except spongebob sure okay you can't hate spongebob oh (laughs) yeah i wasn't allowed to watch it honestly growing up yeah my mom wouldn't let me watch it oh my god yeah so oh okay (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that was not as good an answer but yeah that's what for books that's pretty much what that's cool. No, yeah. that's still an answer. Okay, good. <laughs> Do you have anything for watch and listen to? Hmm. Watching? I don't think so. I don't have this like huge connection to cinematic like films. Right. Most of the time. Yeah. I can find films really beautiful and really moving, but I they never like I don't know, I'm not much of a movie person. It sounds bad. What about you'd be TV? disappointed. <laughs> I, that's even less. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, if you asked me from like a few years ago, I'd tell you like anime. Okay. But I've like drifted from that okay. side of me a little right. bit, I think. You need to watch this one, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, for listen to, I think anything really, I have this strange thing where I, I don't have a one specific genre. That I listen to. For music? Yeah. I can usually listen to anything as long as I feel like the artist is like putting effort into what they're doing. Okay. Which sounds bad because obviously there's some artists that I don't like and sometimes it's just genre, like a genre discrepancy. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. If you have like respect for the artist, then you can have respect for their music too. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I say for... I found now that I really like thriller and intense okay. things. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know why. Maybe it's my way of just going through something thrilling what's without actually that, going through it. Yeah, what's that thing that Andrew always says? What do you like, mean? I need to live through this thing. Uh, I don't know. Live, like, vicariously. Vicariously through, through it? Something. Maybe that's it. I don't remember what it was. It was now saying. I'm thinking, yeah, all my, like, the TV shows I enjoy, it's like... They're very thriller-ish. Yeah. They don't have to be, like, totally intense, but this one anime I just watched, which you still need to watch. Okay. Um, we get it. so intense. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. It's, like, it's, has my heart pumping. Okay. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And then, like, other shows, like, How to Get Away with Murder yeah. and, like, really high-stakes things where I'm, like, tr- making, hoping that these characters escape or they get to the place. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, like, elements of mystery involved too are great as mm-hmm. well and i really like hospital dramas for some reason okay yeah i can see that yeah there's a lot of like moral dilemma 
moral dilemma and things like that. Yeah. Those things are really good though, because you, it makes you question your own morals. You kind of like think about things. I guess that is the thing. So watching or listening when you like are watching something that really makes you think outside of your comfort zone. Right. Those are really good. Because I just started watching The Resident. Okay. This is a new hospital drama and it's a little different from the ones I've been watching. Um, I don't know if it's going to go on, but because I feel like not a lot of people are watching it. Mm -hmm. Um, But like it first starts out, spoilers if you want to go watch it, but um, the first episode starts off with the surgery by the chief of surgery. Mm-hmm. And he's like, uh, he's he's doing his surgery and all that. And so um, he has like a shake. Okay. <laughs> um, so that's like his secret, obviously. And mm-hmm. so he accidentally leaves, I think the scalpel kind of like laying somewhere that he's not supposed to. I think the scalpel's supposed to be like hit, put away. Uh-huh. Um, and so I think it like nicks something. And so the pla- patient starts like bleeding and they're all like, oh my God, what? And so eventually the patient dies on the table. Oh goodness. And like everyone. This is the first episode? Yeah. It starts off the first scene and I was like, oh, I'm into this. <laughs> um, and everyone knows it's him who let it happen. Um, and so oh, he's God. like, so what happened was he had a heart attack on the table and that's how he died. And he's like, right? And everyone's like, oh. Because he's the chief of surgery, so he's their boss, basically. And oh, so, awkward. yeah, it's this whole thing. I'm like, oh, shook. So that's what dropped me in. Oh and my I was like, gosh. And oh everyone's gosh. like, um, everyone's like, yeah, that's what happened. And then they're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, people start going along with it. And they're like, oh, yeah, it says in his history, he has a history of cardiovascular disease. Oh so God. that works. Oh and like, they were going in and like, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's ah. crazy. Oh my gosh. We're oh gosh. It's called The Resident. The Resident, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I guess kind that's it. Up. Wow. And then that's listening. Cool. You know, I feel like I should develop my music taste more. I mostly <laughs> just listen to Top 40. Um, but I kind of like dreamy music. Mm-hmm. Music that can be in, like in the background and can kind of like make it like a dream. Okay. Sense, yeah, so I don't really don't know what your music taste is. Yeah, maybe I'll just send you a screenshot of, like, a playlist I put together <laughs> just to let you know. It's a lot of Top 40, but, like, I love music that can I can walk to, walk to because yeah. I walk a lot on campus. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, or, like, dreamy kinds of music because, like, Carly Rae Jepsen's like, really good at it with uh-huh. her latest album. I really like that latest album. Uh-huh. So I've been listening to that a lot, and it's just kind of, like, the music, I think, is a big focus, the main focus, the melody, and then the lyrics are supplemental. Maybe that's it. Yeah. Okay. Because there see. are there are songs where the lyrics are the big part of it, mm-hmm. and like you have like soft instrumentals here and there, but mm-hmm. it's not like a big. So I think it's the opposite for me. Okay, so that's like cool. That. Yeah. My all-time favorite artist is Jason Mraz. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And I think you already knew that. Maybe. I didn't know he was your all-time favorite. Oh, okay. Yeah, I knew you liked him. Yeah. Right. Um, okay. Which is strange to like admit oh. on this. Uh, I don't tell anyone that. Well, I know. I don't know awkward. why we feel so judged, but we. I feel judged music. whenever I tell yeah. people, which I is sad. Because like, if you like who you like, then it's fine. Yeah. Hmm. But it feels strange to like yeah. admit that. I don't know why. I know. Like, when I, it's not something like within the top forty. You're like, well, I don't really want to. No, say. I feel like people judge know. me harder if I'm like, oh, I just listen to like pop, and then they're like, oh, uh, oh, <laughs> don't you feel that way? No, because people are all. I mean, people are like, it's either um, rap or hip hop. That's like, we have two friends like that. We do? Yeah. Oh, I guess so. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I feel like they look down on me if I just listen to like just pop. <laughs> Let me know if that's a thing. Cause maybe it's just in my head. It might just be in your head. I don't know. I'm <laughs> like our music style, our music, our everyone's taste in music is like so um like you know, closed off to them. So like, okay, you know, like when you're in a group of people and they're like, yeah, let's play some music. Hey, turn on, <laughs> oh like, turn on your music. You're I know. Like, like, no, 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 no. I know. <laughs> I don't want to share my music. Yeah. <laughs> so to me and she's like, yeah, just plug in your phone and just choose a song. And I'm like, no, I would not do that. I was like, I was like, no, 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 you let, you do it since you do. you're the driver. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so awkward. I agree. Which is yeah. weird. Maybe we should start a revolution. Yes. Stop music like, shaming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. Okay, well, we'll do it. Well, that concludes our very special Olympics themed episode. You can check out all the article links on our Facebook page's notes tab. Mm-hmm. You can just check them out, things we didn't really get to discuss in depth, um, and just let us know your, an- um, your answers to any of the questions we asked. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm interested to see. <laughs> Honestly, like, who's your favorite artist? Question yes, mark. Who is it? <laughs> or what book you would say could help someone relate to you? Yes. I think that, I kind of, I really like that question for some reason. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's an interesting I did, one. I didn't get to think about it too much, but like. And you can let us know using hashtag coffee talk on any social media mm-hmm. and we'll be looking out. Yep. Um, yeah, let us know. Um, yeah, I suppose keep up with us on our socials. Yes. Um, Ian's, I think, the main driver behind that yes. specific side of things. <laughs> um, but we can have Ivy on there if you're like, oh, don't bring in Ian. <laughs> <laughs> we need a break from Ian. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're both uh, at Coffee W E and Ivy. Yes, our Facebook page and Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can find us on SoundCloud, TuneIn, and iTunes. Yes, please subscribe. I think you follow on Sound- SoundCloud. Um, favorite us on TuneIn and then subscribe on iTunes. <laughs> Please do that on all of those and any other podcast service website that you listen on because there are some that um, they pull from our feed. So, yeah, please oh, do that. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Weird. So that's cool. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and please rate and review because that really helps us a lot. And <laughs> it shows us what you want us to hear um, and how we're doing pretty much. Yep. So yeah, mm-hmm. just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. So, well, anyway, thank you for going along with us today. And tuning in to our coffee talk. Bye.